Hello, and welcome to Imperfect Men, yet another Rexypod rating all the Founding Fathers, from Andrew Adams to George With. I'm Cody. I'm Steven. And today we are talking about a Virginian, Kata Braxton. I thought you said something else, sorry. What, what did you think I said? Something that starts with a V. It's part of the woman's anatomy. <laughs> the way you said it. The way you said it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Explicit Cody comes out in Hard Ticket to Sedaris. No, I know, podcast. I know, I know. Shameless plug. I just thought you made a little slip up. I didn't know. No. No, I, I, I guess I <laughs> Freudian thinking. slip. There. I'm not, I'm not going to say what I was thinking, but this is not an explicit podcast. Yeah, I understand you. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Carter Braxton, uh, another Virginian contemporary of... Jefferson and Washington, as my late grandmother would say. Washington. Washington. Washing. Washing. Wash. Wash. So, Carter Braxton, born September 10th, 1736, in King and Queen County, Virginia, which I had to look it up. It is still called King and Queen County, Virginia. That is a very strange name for a county. Especially, like, after the Revolution, you think they would have been, like, changing that stuff? Apparently but not. Apparently, just, like, apparently just not. keep it. It's yep. fine. I mean, isn't, like, Virginia named after a queen? That's uh, indirect. It's named after Queen Elizabeth I, because she was the virgin queen. Well, Georgia is named after King yeah, George, isn't it? Carolinas are King George, but or uh, King Charles, I mean. but Yeah, so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess they didn't really care that much. Yeah, apparently not. Not enough to change anything. No. Um, his parents were George and Mary Braxton. Uh... Carter Braxton, uh, definitely, like, the crustiest of the upper crust in Virginia society. So crusty crumbles. Uh, yeah, like, this guy is, like, crusty as you can get. The clown. Yes. <laughs> uh, his maternal grandfather was Robert Carter, also known as King Carter, one of the wealthiest men in the colony. They called him King because he was so wealthy. Yes. Jeez. His paternal grandfather was George Braxton Sr., one of the largest landowners in Virginia. Dang. So this, this, this guy comes from mega moolah. Yeah, like, jeez. Yeah. A lot of money. Uh, his parents died when he was young, and he was placed in the care of John Robinson Jr., the Speaker of the Virginia House of Burgesses. What? So, like, his guardian is one of the most powerful men in the state, or, or in the colony. Wow, really? Yeah. So. Dang. Yeah, so it shows that the connections his family has. Uh, he attended college at William & Mary. Let me guess. Can I guess? Lawyer? You know? <laughs> you don't no. Know. No. Businessman. Generic businessman. We'll get into what he dealt in later. All righty. Uh, he married Judith Robinson, the niece of his guardian, in 1755. Uh, and they had two children before Judith died in 1758, so they weren't married for too long. Dang. Uh, Braxton then went to England for a couple years and just... Businessed his way around. <laughs> Businessed his way and, around. You know, associated with his people, the the upper crust. Yep, crusties. The, I mean, I mean, if America has an aristocracy, like this guy was part of it. Wow. So, okay. Like, yeah. Um, but he returned Virgi- to Virginia in 1760, and when he comes back, he's like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna build myself a home. By home, I mean a massive manor. Of course. He bought a sizable parcel of land and constructed a manor there called Cherokee which would be completed in 1767. 
Cherokee. Cherokee. Yeah. Sounds vaguely Native American. Vaguely. Yeah. But yeah, I, could, I couldn't find anything on like why he named it that. Okay. But... All right. Who knows? Uh, in the following year, in 1761, he was elected to the House of Burgesses. So he's now in the colonial uh, uh, legislature. Okay. He married Elizabeth Corbin, another wealthy heiress, in 1767. They would go on to have 16 children. Holy. So. Remember, he already had two Jiminy. beforehand. He had 18 children. Eight? Wow. The we we of, may be related to this guy. <laughs> the most of any founding father. Holy crap. That's or a anyone regarded as a founding father. Gee, many Christmas, 18 kids. Yes. Well, he had the money for it. He did. So. Yeah. That's uh, a legacy, though, there. Yes. Uh, and he continues in his business. By 1770, Braxton owned 12,000 acres of land, a shipping enterprise in the Caribbean, and 165 slaves. Of course. Well, I'm, I'm Virginia. Yes. But I'm guessing the shipping, the Caribbean shipping company, that was probably had to do a lot with like sugarcane rum. Yes. Stuff like that. I mean, that was huge then. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I certainly. just read, I, I read up on, you know, tiki stuff. So that was part of the history of it is the rum making. Yeah. And that was big business back then. I mean, sugar a lot of ways. And rum. A lot of ways those Caribbean colonies were more valuable than like the mainland 13 yeah. colonies. There was a lot of money there. Yes. A lot of money. Yeah. A um, lot of horrible, horrible slavery as well. Yeah. Uh, he cons- he was considered a moderate in the House of Burgesses. Uh, he backed a protest over the duties placed on tea, uh, but he stopped short of supporting a full boycott like many of his contemporaries did. Right. Uh, he was elected to the Second Continental Congress, serving from February to August 1776, during which time he signed the Declaration of Independence. Dang. Which is why we're talking about him on this episode. Normally, he was not uh, scheduled to be talked about yet, but this episode, Kick you know, him up. as you may know, since you're downloading it on the day it comes out, <laughs> July 4th, I found I found it fitting that we would be talking about a... What's, a, what's significant about July 4th for America? No. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> but yeah, I, I thought it fit, more fitting that we talk about a signer of the Declaration for the episode that comes out on July 4th. So I moved him up a little bit. Good on you. In the, in the schedule. So. Schedule. As Christopher Walken would say, schedule. Uh, Cherokee burned down in December 1776, which make him, makes him like the second or third person we've talked about whose house burned down. I mean, they use candles, man. <laughs> yeah. And so it happened a lot. <laughs> there weren't exactly fire departments in the day. Well, didn't... This is just handing the bucket along, basically. When we went to... Um... Alexander Hamilton? No, no, no. What's the other, the, the one we just went to in Nashville? The state? Oh, uh, Andrew Jackson. Andrew Jackson. Yeah. We just went to his estate. Remember, they talked about how yeah. his house burned down, yep. too. Yep. So it's just like, it happens. But yeah, but he was able to rebuild it. In the meantime, his family relocated to another of his properties, Ooh. another plantation. So it's like, hard times. Oh, I know. This guy is suffering so horribly. <laughs> uh, he did spend large amounts of his personal wealth to back the revolution. Uh, he yeah. sold Virginia products abroad and obtained salt, wheat, cloth, and other goods. Because remember, at this time, they obviously can't trade with Britain. Right. Oh, yeah, sure. You know, and the British Navy is, you know, kind of blockading them to a point. Right. Um, 
And up to the revolution, the only country they were legally allowed to trade with was Britain. So they don't mm-hmm. exactly have the established trade links with like France, the Netherlands, Spain, Portugal, like all these other countries and their colonies yeah. in the in the Western Hemisphere. So now he's like they're like trying to establish these trade links with all these other countries to get their economy going. Right. So oh, he's, he's doing that. He's partly one of the one of the people who's like trying to get this going to get like a trade right yeah going. yeah okay so well that's pretty that's impressive yeah uh he was forced to sell many properties to resolve his personal debts after the war and it was constantly hounded by creditors oh yeah well. yeah uh but i mean he's a rich guy he falls upward he elect he was elected to the virginia senate in 1785 serving until 1788 and he was involved in the discussions regarding ratification of the constitution he was elected again to the Virginia Senate in 1794, serving until his death on October 10th, 1797, in Richmond, Virginia, age 61. Hmm. Family tradition holds that he died with creditors literally knocking at his door. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Because, so, like, a lot of these Virginia planter guys, they were wealthy, but they the amount they spent... They right. lived way beyond their means. They didn't have any idea of the value of what their right, wealth meant. Right, right. So, like, they they felt they had to maintain this false sense of, like, opulence. I think that's that's like, a problem that every, like, even modern people fall into when, yeah. they, when they're born into money like that. Yeah. Like, they don't really know the value of money because they, no. they're just, they can just buy whatever they want whenever right. they want. Like, uh, Washington always struggled with it. Jefferson died, like, horribly in debt. Like, Monticello had to be auctioned off after he died. Yeah. Like, basically, like his children got, like, next to nothing. Yeah. Um, they said that about um, Andrew, Andrew Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. Yeah, they said the same thing. Because, like, they just lived beyond their means. Yeah, they just did. So, um, and that's with slave labor. Yeah. How? That's with, like, not like, paying your employees, yeah, basically. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, they were horrible with money. Well, and a lot of it was, like... Because America, especially at this time, wasn't manufacturing a lot of goods. So they're like, mm-hmm. oh, well, this fancy contraption from Europe, well, I got to have that. Right, yeah. So. And it's like ridiculously priced. Uh, exactly, yeah. yeah. So. Okay. Uh, but Braxton, he was buried at Cherokee. But when the family graves were moved to Hollywood Cemetery in Richmond in 1910, his grave could not be located. So presumably, he's still buried there somewhere. They have no idea where he's buried. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. You'd think you'd have like a big old monolith you think. grave marker, you know what I mean? Like those guys do. You'd think. But, but no. Oh. Wow. Yeah. That's kind of weird. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm like. Is yeah, somebody that wealthy and that. Like, yeah. I, I could see it if he was like a pauper, but. Yeah. Like, well, and you know, he signed the Declaration of Independence. He was right. b- big in the, the legislature. Legisl- uh, legislature. That. that. I'm yeah. terrible with that word. But yeah, he was big in that. Like, you'd think. Somebody would have kept up with his gravesite. You'd think, but uh, apparently not. Wow. All right. Yeah. Maybe people just didn't like him. <laughs> that is a distinct <laughs> possibility, given uh, given what we're about to talk about. So, perpetual union. How important was he to the crafting of these founding documents? Um, not very important. Uh, he was initially hesitant to support independence, thinking it premature. Quote, independence is in truth an elusive bait which men inconsiderably catch at without knowing the hook to which it is affixed. End quote. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's like, yeah. you know, 
Good fishing reference. Independence <laughs> is kind of like this this effusive thing that like we're just grasping at. We don't really know what the consequences of it are going to be. Should right. we really do it? Yeah, it's like who's the who? <laughs> that was a <laughs> that was a very uh, weird but good fishing analogy. Um, yeah. You know, you're grasping at the hook of the, but you don't know who the person is that's fishing for you. So yeah, yeah, it, it makes sense, but it's okay. <laughs> Uh, however, he did eventually support independence with reservations, and he signed the declaration. Okay. He didn't really contribute much to it because he didn't feel like it was like he didn't Not. feel like it was necessary. He right. didn't want to do it. Right. So he's he kind of just went along with it because it's like, well, everybody else is doing it. Oh, <laughs> everybody else is doing it. Got, yeah. Got peer pressured. Yeah. So it's like I. I, I, I genuinely don't really know what to give him. With well, this, cause I it's... mean, he didn't do anything, so... And he was kind of against it, so I would say zero. Go with a zero? All right. I mean, I... I unless you have something like... I don't know, like... Because he didn't, he didn't help it. He, he almost kind of hurt it a little bit. He only well, tried to a little bit. So I'm going to go zero. All right, so... Yeah, okay, so, so you're going to give him a zero. Uh, yeah, I'm going to agree with that. It's like, he was there, but he's already getting a bonus point for signing it. So and that's all like, he did, it yeah. sounds like. And he even, I, I could just see him just like, when it's his turn to sign it, he's just like, looking at it very contemptuously, just like, uh, Fine. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess he like, I'll He like smudges it. up his signature a little more so he can't recognize the name. <laughs> yeah, so, well, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. but yeah, so... Zero to zero. That's a zero for perpetual <laughs> union. We the people. Mm. How influential were they outside the founding documents? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As I mentioned, Virginia House of Burgesses for a good fourteen years, seventeen sixty one to seventy five. That's important, right? Uh, moderately. Moderately supported protesting the Townsend Acts on tea, which like put these extra duties his import duties on tea but he refused to support a full boycott he's probably just like yeah this is bad but i really like my tea right i still want my tea i still want my tea please he probably and honestly he probably had business interests in it so he really didn't want it to be boycotted that's probably true you said he's a businessman yeah um he did help to mediate a resolution to the gunpowder incident which i'll explain what that is on april 20th 1775 the royal governor of Virginia, Lord Dunmore, ordered the removal of Williamsburg's gunpowder reserves to a Royal Navy vessel offshore. Now, this time, like, Williamsburg was the capital of Virginia. And these gunpowder reserves, basically just like a giant, think of like a silo, like at mm-hmm. a farm, but just full of gunpowder. Jeez, oh, that's dangerous. Well, you'd have that, like, in case, like, uh, Native American attacks or other, just like, you know, the French showed up and decided to attack or, or whatever use you would need, like, quickly arm people sure they need you 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 can't rely on you know joe farmer to have a sufficient supply of gunpowder sure but like i said they use candles a lot (laughs) yeah he probably did not go anywhere near this place at night with a candle yeah yeah so yeah because good lord that'd be a big explosion but so yeah the royal governor is like all right maybe we shouldn't have this here we should put it on a royal navy vessel that way the these you know uppity colonists can't get to it well, Patrick Henry, uh, who we will, of course, do an episode on, uh, he is sim- and we'll talk about this more 
when he pops up. He assembled an ad hoc militia to prevent the transfer with force if necessary. So he's like, you're not taking that gunpowder. And this could have led to conflict, because of course the people removing the gunpowder are redcoats, so... But Braxton negotiated between the two parties, negotiated a payment of 330 pounds to Henry and others for the gunpowder. Okay. Diffusing the crisis for the time being. Okay. Now, for the time being, because if you notice, April 20th, 1775, that's the day after Lexington and Concord. So the war has actually started at this point. Okay. But a word hasn't reached Virginia yet. Oh, right. Okay. So it diffused it for the time being for a little while. Right. So. I mean, yeah. But Braxton, you know, he played a role in kind of diffusing that situation, at least initially. Okay. Uh, and then later on, he served in the Virginia Senate uh, for a couple terms. He did support ratification of the Constitution, but didn't really speak on it, really. Mm-hmm. He just voted for it. Uh, and he was a major supplier of goods during the Revolution. Which that was a which big I, Which I know is a big thing for you. That is log- a big logistics. thing for me. Be- yeah, because, I mean, without that stuff, there is no war. Without no right. war, there's no independence. Right. There's no, you know, yada, yada. Yeah. Um, so that, that was a big one. When you, say, when you say stuff like that, I'm like, man, that's yeah. kind of big for me. So uh, that's all I got on We the People. So what do you want to give him? Ooh, well, he's, he did quite a bit of stuff, actually. I'm going to give him a seven. A seven? Okay. Yeah. Uh, as we've established, I'm a little harsher. Uh, I'm gonna give him a five. Okay, all right. So, I mean, five middle of the road. Yeah, it's like yeah, the commerce thing always is is going to be a bigger yeah. bigger deal for me because of that. Yeah. My you know what I said. So. Yeah, I just it, I can't give more than a, it just doesn't feel right to give more than a five because like yeah, I mean he helped defuse the gunpowder thing supplies, but it's like I'm also like I know there's people who did more. Sure. It's like I don't want to go too high, but yeah, I mean it's fine. So <laughs> no, I understand. Yeah, well, yeah. the people that did more are going to get nines and tens from me. <laughs> yeah. So seven and five—that's twelve for we the people. Now articles of impeachment. Ooh. How scandalous were they? How scandalous? Last few episodes we haven't had crap on anybody. No. This guy's got some stuff though. <laughs> oh, he's, he's got, got a little some stuff. Stuff. As we mentioned, one of the largest slaveholders in Virginia. Well, that's yeah. So there's an automatic at least four, mm-hmm. but there's more. He may have been involved directly with the importation of slaves from Africa. That's that's worse. but uh, I, like there's there's evidence he tried to get in on that business, but there's no evidence he actually succeeded at getting in uh, on this business. So we don't know for sure. Well, I'm going to give him at least another. But the fact point. that he tried, he wanted to be a part of that. I'm going to give him another point for that. Yeah, I'd say yeah. Uh, he was involved in the scandal. I remember John Robinson, like his guardian, who was Speaker of the House. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was involved in a scandal involving Robinson's estate mm-hmm. in 1766. Braxton was one of the estate's largest recipients of state-backed interest-free loans. Okay. Because, in addition to his role as Speaker, Robinson was also the colonial treasurer. Uh, oh. Okay. Yeah. Braxton owed the estate over $14 million in 2022 dollars. Jimmy. Jimmy. Yeah. And the fact that, like, he was able to just get these interest-free loans from his guardian, who was this guy in charge. That's messed up. It is messed up. That's some nepotism. Yeah, it was, like, the scan, it's a lot more nuanced than that, but that is the nuts and bolts of it. I don't want to go too far into details of it, because it's basically, it, it devolves into just the... 
the 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 specifics of a state law. Yeah, and it's true. like we don't need to get into that. No, we're good. We, we I get what you're saying. Point being, there's some shady stuff going on yeah. here. Uh, he directly challenged. Remember uh, John Adams? He wrote this pamphlet called "Thoughts on Government," kind mm-hmm. of how he thought a government should function. Yeah, you know, uh, promoted democracy, democratic government, government of the people. Mm-hmm. Braxton directly challenged that and his advocacy for a democratic government. He wrote another pamphlet to basically rebut it. Oh lord! Yeah, and was basically just like, no, this is dumb. Like this isn't this isn't the way to go. This is stupid. Yada yada. <laughs> Uh, and he was consequently not chosen to represent Virginia in Congress after 1776. Huh. Basically, Virginia reduced the number of delegates they sent to Congress from like seven to five, kind of as a way to cut him out of it. <laughs> wow. Yeah, because he's like, wow, this guy is not really a guy for democracy. He was very hesitant to sign the declaration. Mm-hmm. He's not really a democracy guy. Maybe he shouldn't be our representative anymore. Hey, yeah, he's no, yeah, yeah, he sounds pretty bad. Uh, and he was also the financial backer of a privateer vessel that illegally seized a Portuguese ship in 1777. <laughs> what? Oh wow, this guy. Yeah, he 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 backed some uh, privateer ships. Yeah, you know, which of course wartime going up against a, you know fine whatever. Yeah, but it's like they. Like they straight up went after the ship of a neutral country. Yeah, it's not great. Not good. I mean, pirates will be pirates, you know. Yeah, but that's still not great that he's involved. No, no, no. That's terrible. He's the one who financially backs them, or one of a couple people that does. And he probably didn't. He didn't care as long as he got his cut. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. So, so so yeah, we finally got a guy who had some (laughs) articles of impeachment. Oh, happy Independence Day! First guy in a while. Uh, So. uh, yeah, what, what do you want to give him? I'm going to give him a seven. Give him a seven? Yeah, I'm going to go with um, seven. I'm, I'm going to match your seven. Oh. This guy, because the fact he owns slaves, he wanted wanted to be a part of the slave trade from Africa. Yeah. The estate stuff, which, as I've, I know from personal experience, estate stuff is garbage. Yeah. And there's always f- finagling with it, but Lord. Um,. The, the fact that he was already rich and wanted more money. That's how it always goes. Like, good lord, man. Rich people always want more. Uh, yeah, and just the the privateer thing. Yeah, this guy's... He's all over the place. He is. So, so yeah. So, with a 7 and a 7, that is a 14 for articles of impeachment. That is <laughs> that is the highest score we've given for that category so far. Jeez. 14. But trust me, there will be some people who's going to score higher. Yeah, wow. There's I mean, there's got to be somebody that's got there's tens a few, and nines. There's one in particular is coming up soon. Okay. So, well, yeah, so... Yeah, so 14 for Articles of Impeachment. Next up, The Whites of Their Eyes. Uh, I know my favorite, favorite category. Let's see this son of a bee. What, tell me, all of this, what do you think this guy looks like? Just just, just kind of like... Have think. a picture in your mind. I'm just curious what you say here. Probably he's portly. He's probably wearing some nice, very nice suit. And, you know, he's got the normal hair of the time. Yeah, the, the wig. Yeah, and he's probably, I don't know, was he old? He's probably older? Or is he younger? Uh, that's here. He was born in 1736. So he's about his 40s. He's 40 okay, when he signs so middle-aged. the declaration. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Like, he's going to have a nice suit on because he's, he's rich. Oh, it's a, okay. It's like a. That's the best one we got of him. It's portly, like I said. Yeah. 
They always are. But just just the facial, this this just the yeah, look okay. of like sheer superiority. He's smug in that. Smug. Yeah, oh my god, yes! Like it's black this and guy, white. this guy desperately needs a punch to the face. Yeah, he's he's it's black and white. He's got almost like these puppy dog eyes going. He's got like he's pursed lips. Yeah, like, like he's like every, mm. everything about that just. Says, Mm, I'm better than you. Slave, bring me a wine. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. That's exactly what this guy looks like. So. Oh man, he looks like uh, <laughs> one of the 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 um, magistrate guy in um, Sleepy Hollow. Yeah, I forget he, which uh, how he dies, but yeah, he does look like that. Well, God, which guy was that? Because I, I I don't remember them like which actor it was. I don't remember either, but yeah, you know was what I'm it, talking about. Uh, the fat one, and he gets the guy was off. Dursley in the Harry Potter. Yes, yeah, yeah, um, exactly. God, I can't remember his name, but you know, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 yeah he, he, he kind of does. Like he's not as <laughs> squinty eyed, but yeah, he's like has that just look of like, yeah, yeah, like. God, this guy. Yeah. So, <laughs> for all that, what do you want to give him? Uh, it's not a great. Eyes. It's not a great portrait. No. It's black and white. He's Especially wearing... for someone who's so rich. I know. Yeah, you think you'd have like a really extravagant portrait? You'd think maybe he's just very miserly. Oh, could have been. Wouldn't well, no, me. because he was in debt. He's buying everything he could. That's true. He wasn't. He just didn't. I guess he just. I don't know. He's but bad yeah. at accounting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I'm gonna give it like a two. It's not a great two. It's not yeah, great. I'm, I'm gonna match you two. It's it's not uh, nothing to write home about. No, it's it's okay, but it's like yeah. a wood carving or something. Or I mean, at least he has one. Yeah, which is <laughs> better than some people. So <laughs> true. Uh, poor old Andy. So bring up the rear. <laughs> um, so with a two and a two, there's a four for the whites of their eyes. Bonus round. One point. For signing the Declaration of Independence. Nice. He did that. Reluctantly. Yeah. So, that gives him a total score of 31. Dang, that's kind of kind of a lot. Yes, it, it, it because is. Because he's scandalous. It, yeah, a lot of it is his articles of impeachment. That's his highest scoring category there. But it's not all about the points. It's not. We have to decide. Is Carter Braxton... A founding father or a floundering father? <laughs> Pretty easy for me. He's floundering. Yeah. yeah. Like, even with that score. Yeah. I mean, he scored, higher than, he scored higher than a couple people who we decided were founding fathers. Uh, Josiah Bartlett yeah, they, and Gunning Bedford. But, yeah, it's not all about the score. Yeah, well, because they got that scandal score in there. So that, yeah, that and, can ruin everything. And it's like he, like, at every step of the way, he was like, dragging his feet towards independence yeah exactly so it's even like, though he signed stuff and he, he you know he ratified well he, what did he he voted to ratify uh the constitution and all that he probably just did that like well i don't want to be the only one not doing it yeah and everybody else is doing it like like yeah. I, I to him i could say like okay well i can see which way the wind is blowing i can see which way the, the like where the power is going to be i need oh, to go towards sense, that yeah. power that makes sense to maintain my position in society. Because, you know, a lot of being rich is like, you know, perception that you're rich mm, as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, the perception of somebody being rich, I mean, that's elected at least one president of the United States. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I won't say which one, but you can kind of guess. Yeah. yeah wink, yeah. wink. But, so yeah, uh, Carter Braxton, you horrible, horrible man, you horrible slave owner. <laughs> you 
privateering son of a bee. Yeah. Uh, you're not. You're a floundering father. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> he, what? What gets named after? Uh, he gets a debt collection agency named after. Yeah, no, that's perfect. In Washington. It's like yeah, some 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 like um debt collection agency that's based out of like a a trailer or something <laughs> in like the bad part of town. The yep. Carter Braxton Debt Collection Agency. Yep. There we go. I think that's I think that's apt. Yep. So I agree. So yeah. So uh, what do I do after this part? Oh yeah, sources. Uh, sources for this. Brown University's Committee on Slavery and Justice. Uh, they have a repository of historical documents, and it's some of his letters where he was writing to a few people to, may I join the slave trade? Oh, wow, there's actually letters. There's that's, letters. How you, that's how we knew that. Okay. Yep, sense. there's an article on him by Shelley Cruz from the uh, Descendants of the Signers of the Declaration of Independence Society. Alonzo Dill, Carter Braxton, Virginia Signer from 1983. Charles Rapali, Sons of Providence from 2006, and then, as always, uh, you can see the pinned tweet for general sources. Uh, the podcast I'm going to recommend this week is called Czar Power, uh, who we've also recorded a trailer for. I don't, know, I don't think it's out yet on that episode, but we recorded a trailer for them, so a little, little mutual, mutual appreciation. Uh, they go through and rank all of the Russian rulers from Rurik to Putin, Hopefully that'll that last bit will change here at some point in our Putin. lifetimes. Uh, so, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Rook to Putin, all of the Russian rulers, Tsar Power, uh, go listen to them; they're pretty good. Next time we will be discussing who are we discussing next time? Let me look here. Ah, oh, yes, we will be discussing from Pennsylvania, Edward Biddle, 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 Mister Biddle, Mister 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 Bigglesworth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Edward Biddle from Pennsylvania. All right, cool. Thank you for listening, and be sure to check out my uh, other project, The Drunken Pawn. We're on YouTube and Twitter and Instagram. And be sure to check out my other project, We Effed Up. Uh, we're on Twitter, Instagram, uh, and all the podcast players you found this on. And also be sure to follow our podcast on Twitter at Imperfect Men Pod. All right, we'll see you guys next time on Imperfect Men.